Beef is a new 10-episode series on Netflix produced by A24. The dramedy stars Steven Yeun and Ali Wong in a road rage revenge story slash social satire. On this podcast, we like to discuss a recent episode of a different series every show. The first episode of Beef is titled from a quote by Werner Herzog, The birds don't sing, they screech in pain. It's about 40 minutes long, we're about to talk about it. Welcome to today's episode. So in preparation of this, I didn't learn anything about the show, but because I know it's about beef, I'm going to start you off with some beef trivia. Okay? So we got, uh, you remember in a previous podcast, we talked about one cow producing 2,000 burgers. That's how many quarter pounders you can get from one. So how many baseballs do you think you can get from a beef hide? Uh, I've got four different options. 44 baseballs, uh, 144 baseballs, 244 baseballs, or 1,044 baseballs. How many baseballs can I get from, from a beef a... hide? That's their skin. Beef hide. Yes. Okay. Um, and you said 44, 144, 244, and what else? Or 1,044. I'm going to go with 144. Well, then you're correct. Okay, so you're one for one on this. I've got two others. Longest steak ever cooked. Closest to 10 feet, 50 feet, 100 feet, or 200 feet. Uh, Extra points if you can tell me where it was cooked. Oh, God, I, I would just say 100 feet and then Australia. Oh, you got 100 feet correctly. It's actually 90, I think, 0.81 feet. So it's closest to 100. And it was in France in 2002, according to Guinness Book of World Records. France, okay. Which I didn't even know Guinness was still around, but like that was the one that came up on online. <laughs> um, and then the last one is how many glasses of milk can one cow produce in a lifetime? 1,000 glasses of milk, 10,000 glasses of milk, 100,000 glasses of milk or 200,000 glasses of milk. I'm just going to go with the highest one, 200,000 glasses. You're three for three. (laughs) This show must have taught you so much about beef. I'm so impressed. Tell me about how Stephen Yoon in this documentary style show where he talks about cows. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. No, Stephen Yoon plays a character named Danny. And like you said, it's a road, or like I said earlier, it's a road rage revenge story. Uh, You did say that in the intro. It was very confusing. It, it basically follows two different characters. You have Danny Steven Yeun and then Amy Ali Wong. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, kind of an incident that starts them off where, uh, yeah, like one of them just starts following the other one. Like chasing one behind of them just them. does not start following the other one, right? It, like you have to imagine in a road rage scenario, you have to side with one of them. So who did the wrong first? I would say who did the wrong first was probably Danny, Stephen Yoon's character. So Danny's at fault. Because what happens is he there's a quick scene right beforehand. Uh, it's how the show starts off. He's at this grocery store. He's trying to return hibachi grills and a carbon monoxide detector. And there's this really judgmental uh, cashier who's like, I've seen you these past couple days. This is the third time that you're returning these hibachi grills and this carbon monoxide detector. Interesting. And then, uh, and then Danny is like, I thought that you said that like this store doesn't have a question disaster uh, policy and then he's like so he's like using them and then returning them yeah well i guess i Uh. we we don't really know but then the cashier is like i'm not asking a question here i'm just stating the facts you keep on returning these and then danny gets really embarrassed he has trouble finding the receipt and then he just like is like you know what i'm just gonna keep these anyways and then goes to his car so he's already in a bad mood when he gets on the road never a good scenario well he's not even on the road yet in fact he says a line that's something that's repeated like throughout the whole entire episode where he's like uh 
something's always happening. And right after he says that, he can't get his seatbelt on correctly. And Murphy's then, Law. So it's like these small little things that are happening reminded me actually a little bit of The Bear, where it's like just in every single episode, almost in every single scene, there's just something that's going wrong, mm -hmm. or there's something bad that's about to happen. It just reminds me of every A24 produced thing ever. <laughs> Just, I mean, it feels like it's very not human, but like uh, not even dramatic, but like low key annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, my question is, I don't know the last time that I've seen an A twenty four television series. Well, it's funny you bring that up. So, Comrade Detective was A twenty four, but also three of the ones that we've done: Mr. Corman, Moonbase Eight, and Irma Vep. Hmm. Irma Vep was A twenty four. That's that confuses you? Yeah. Moonbase Eight. Moonbase Eight <laughs> with Travis Kelsey and Steve Carell. I mean, Mr. That, that is the one that does not fit in with the rest of Mr. Corman also also is very odd. That's very artsy. No, no, no. That's that's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's claim to fame. He loves the red whatever thing that he made, the red YouTube. All four <laughs> of those that you mentioned, yeah. maybe aside from Irma Vep, were all comedies. And so is this. So it's strange because A24 obviously does comedies, but they really do horror. That's what they know him for, for their horror This has films. been referred to as a dramedy. So it's it's supposed to be a lot of drama in there, but maybe not in this first episode. And also a tragic comedy. A tragic comedy. Okay, yeah. it hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. Uh, because they, this is this is really absurdist, I feel like, in this first episode. Because what happens is Danny, he's, he's pulling out, and you've seen it in the trailer. He almost backs into Amy. Almost. Uh, almost, yeah. And then uh, that's when kind of the conflict, it becomes a, like... Who's in more in the wrong? Because Amy just lays on the horn. Oh, I hate it. When and instead, do that. instead of just moving, it, yeah, he she just continues lays on it. And then Danny <laughs> like get, he sticks his head out of the car and it's like, what, what, what do you want? And then she drives up to a stop sign. And that probably would have been the end of the confrontation. But right before she, uh, right before she goes onto the main road, she flicks him off. And then he's like, oh no, I'm not gonna deal with this. So then there's this chasing that happens where he gets on the road and it's actually pretty intense. <laughs> has to be based off like a true story you'd think right i mean yeah because it got so crazy he's just like chasing out no, but who hasn't had crazy. that situation where they just get so pissed off at like the smallest thing that a driver does and then that other driver just adds on top of it by either flicking someone off or like what brake test someone or, or like yeah it's it's really annoying <laughs> so but this yeah. but this is a lot of people always are like oh what if i went after them no one actually does it that's the thing that makes danny different and he's almost like crashing into several different cars in fact he runs a red light and one of the hibachi girls that i had in the oh, bag no. falls out oh. <laughs> and, and he's just like a full grill yeah oh okay well no, no 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 like these are these are all in the box he had like three of them in a box that's those were the things he was returning i was thinking you were talking about like a weber size oh, thing God, no. like a table thing i think yeah. that it's like built into that from the sure. box but Anyways, what happens is he tries to cut her off when she's turning a corner by going onto the sidewalk, mm -hmm. and then he runs over a garden that was on the corner. It doesn't sound like you should be on Danny's side at this point. If you're saying that he was the root cause of it, and she just responded yeah, well, with a flick off. Right after, right after he's like almost crashing into several different cars. In yeah. fact, if it, the only thing that Amy does really that's wrong when they get onto the main road is she does at one point make a left to almost crash into him. But it seems like, yeah, like you're saying, Danny's in the wrong, and until he can't get out of the corner of the sidewalk and in the car sees that and then starts to back I mean, up Amy sees that yeah and well we don't know it's amy yet but the white car you just see back up and it's about to crash right into him and he's like stop 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 and like right beforehand uh they hit the brakes and then just uh, like drive off okay and so, and so danny is like kind of left in a little bit of a daze and amy is like oh fuck <laughs> because of like almost what she did and then that's but when she didn't do it 
Yeah, but right. she almost she basically threatened someone, almost mm. killed them. But but that's where Steven Yeun's character, Danny, just feels like I'm gonna still go after her. No, she... I, uh, by by the point that uh, Amy almost drives into him, he's done. He's, he's done. He, and also his car is stuck anyways in the garden. So, so it's over, right? That's yeah, the end I mean of the that's beef. that's the intro. Yeah, but we're we're done with the beef now. <laughs> yeah, no one's upset. I, with I mean, for right now, the thing is, is like I said, uh, Amy and Danny, they don't really talk for the rest of the episode until the very end. It's mm-hmm. really we're following their life like yes. for example we see that amy she's married to someone named george she has a kid named junie george uh is like randomly making statues for her store that she owns because she owns like an antique shop or something like that yeah george nakai is supposed to be which i have to wonder if it's like george nakai but Nakai-ya. like um <laughs> it's a he's a stay-at-home dad right yeah so she is the breadwinner in the family yeah again she owns a store and it seems like she's somewhat famous a lot of people that are walking into her store are a lot of women but they always come up to her and and they're like you're such an inspiration with everything that you did and i I wasn't exactly sure why they needed to add that to her character but uh really yes but is uh, is amy's character is she at all like the everything everywhere all at once where she's taking on most of the responsibility and so she feels extra stress because of that and so this is going to be an identity story about how she learns more about herself i would say so i think though that and everything all at once the main character starts off and I, I think that she is a little bit worse in terms of um, empathy than Amy is wow. which is funny when you yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the first five minutes of this episode it is because I can't imagine the everything everywhere all at once character doing what she just did with the car <laughs> but for example like in the mid midway through I'd say like 15 minutes in you meet Fumi who is George's mom Amy's mother-in-law and you see how demanding she really is yes she's talking about always wanting to spend time with her grandma daughter and how they should like really refurbish the home and how uh amy should move her store location to a place that's more very like, judgmental incredibly also, so definitely possibly a cultural thing that they were trying to pull in there i would think so yeah and george is trying to like kind of ease the tension and everything sure. but you can tell amy's really mad because it seems like fumi is kind of taking junie into her own hands putting her in different classes like uh, for school and everything it, it was odd so that's kind of uh Amy's storyline also she knows someone named Jordan she's having a lot of trouble with money and Jordan is holding she's this. having trouble with money yeah yeah I mean I like thought that she was her pretty store successful. it's it's it, her store is like kind of having problems again everything everywhere all at once feels like that then mm-hmm. yeah so she goes to an open house by with her friend named Jordan and by the way this is uh like interspliced with Danny's storyline but I'm just deciding to go through one because I feel like it'd be easier okay um and she meets with Jordan and Jordan is this person who host these huge things where they have these foods that like look gala absolutely or... yeah terrible uh, like everyone's sitting down on this like restaurant and they're having these like mushroom pizzas but the pizzas have these weird type of fluff on them it's supposed to show that jordan is incredibly rich uh-huh. and this is all the basically leading the head where jordan and amy talk and jordan is like i'm going to give you a term sheet tomorrow basically saying that like they're going to partner and that's something that is really good that happens yes. to amy which i guess was nice to see because throughout most of the episode and you can say this for danny's storyline as well 
uh, only bad things happen to these characters. Really? <laughs> yes. Like it's just sounding like she goes to a fancy dinner and having a good swell time. Yeah. I, I know you already talked about how stressful her family life is and how she needs money, but like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, so it, it seems like things are on the up and up now. Yes. Or uptick. At that point. And with Danny's storyline, uh, he's living in this kind of rundown apartment. It's not too bad, but he's also living with his brother, Paul, who yes. is not spending anything. Like he doesn't pay rent or anything like that. In fact, he takes a lot of the money that he earns if he's not playing video games and puts them into bitcoin crypto and investing yeah even though in that and pumping iron it says according to this so he's doing a lot of uh, workouts <laughs> i i they didn't go into that this episode i really only know he does bitcoin because he goes into like danny's room or in the living room at one point and it's like i just made two thousand dollars off of bitcoin but apparently this is one of the very few times that uh this has worked for paul mm -hmm. because uh, he just likes to flush money basically down the drain sure that's what i've learned and so danny he's also having trouble with money at one point he has a conversation with his cousin uh who is fresh out of jail i think like for three months and uh this wasn't the first time that he's asked for money either this was an uncomfortable scene but fresh funny. out of jail and he's his cousin yeah it's like this fool <laughs> yeah well I, I you know i would even say that that character the cousin character isaac? i don't think okay that that was his, what his name was i don't think they ever addressed him by name but yeah isaac i felt like he was kind of the not the the crazier one in this fool, yeah the crazier sketchy. of the pair mm -hmm. but i also felt like i understood where he was coming from because even though danny asked for money he's like okay i'll give you 20 thousand dollars like, <laughs> he just, also sounds like an atlanta character almost yeah i mean like i i thought that he was more grounded in reality because when danny does ask for money part of what makes the scene so uncomfortable is that you see the cousin get more and more riled up mm -hmm. but then it made sense because of the amount that he was giving danny yeah. danny he decides to put this money into a stock and it seems like this stock is on an upward trend yeah. like throughout the whole episode it seems that it's always in the green he didn't get the lead from his brother though right the one who was way into crypto well, it was funny because Danny, like when you first learn that Paul decided to put the money into crypto, he starts badgering him for it. He's just like, you shouldn't be doing that. You're obviously wasting uh, mom and dad's money. It turns out the, the mom and dad live in Korea. In fact, you even hear Danny or Steven Yoon use some Korean in this episode when he's speaking to his parents. Yeah, I don't think he's fluent fluent, but he definitely understands it because he was born in Seoul, Korea. But yeah. Yeah. And his mom and dad, I think, are having to work for their uncle. Point is, everyone is like kind of cash stricken, it seems like, for this show. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Danny yeah he's also working as a handyman there's a funny uh character that he continually works for where he uh is like working on a ring doorbell and the person who owns the home that's the character uh you continually hear him argue with his wife about like when he goes inside wanting to fire danny because <laughs> because of my or like the wife is like he's annoying you just have to like go out there and just like have enough balls to actually say you're fired but the guy can't do it mm -hmm. in fact uh danny even has to go back the next day to help uh like trim some trees that he has in the front so yard. as a pro you would say the show is legitimately funny yeah the show and and by the way when we get to the final 10 minutes which i'm just about to get to that's when the show i thought was at its best actually because it turns out yeah finally the husband has enough like courage, courage to face danny because danny almost falls from the tree and like kills himself and it's just like you're fired it's done everything is everything is like kind of going bad for danny especially when paul again his brother uh 
Danny is loading the truck up and he's about to get inside the truck and he's like, Paul, get in. And Paul's like, no, my friend's about to pick me up. He lives really close by. And then Danny's like, okay. And then an Uber pulls up and it's like, Uber for Paul. And Danny is within earshot. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of like this kind of, I guess, situational or cringe humor in that sense. Uh, well, not humor. cringe because when I think cringe, I think of a show that like sucks. I and mean that... more it's uncomfortable humor. Yeah, super uncomfortable. But the uncomfortable humor, I think, really works for the show. In fact, I think it's a huge benefit. Also, I think that Danny and Amy, played with Stephen Yoon and Ali Wong, play their characters so well that even though they do seem somewhat despicable in like a couple scenes, you're still they, siding with they, them. They're, yeah, you're still they're kind of the protagonist. I guess when you beat them down enough and you have them going through as much as they went. <laughs> yeah. Through. Speaking of being down, Danny tries to kill himself like right before the end of the episode. He like types into Cora and <laughs> sees if he's trying to do it correctly, but he's like trying to get all the oxygen out of the room by using the Hibachi girls and setting them on fire. So just all the carbon monoxide. Yeah, but he can't even do that. And so he's like, he so it almost, just doesn't work. Or he, he almost doesn't fails. feel tired or what? No, he yeah, it's just not working. Hmm. So it almost so it's almost like he can't even kill himself. That's correct. That's how much he's failing. So how does it get back to the beef? Yeah. So at the very end of the episode, Danny. One thing I didn't mention was uh, right as the car is driving away after it almost killed him, the white car driven by Amy. He remembers the license plate number, and apparently he goes onto a website, and mm -hmm. there's a place that tells you what those people with that license plate live if he pays a certain amount. I think it was like eighty dollars. Wow. So at the very end of the episode, George and uh, Junie's going off to school. It's going to she's going to be driven by George. So Amy is completely alone in this house. Now this is usually when a show i feel like if it had this scene in any other show wouldn't work but i thought that it kind of actually added to the quirkiness of this whole show amy goes into the safe where there's a gun she starts masturbating with it and as odd with as, the gun yes as hmm. odd as that scene is i hope it wasn't loaded this is actually no i don't think it was in fact that's one of the things that she starts like pulling the trigger and wow it just so i but this is actually when the scene got good because it was kind of building up you had danny he it was really funny i thought that steven yoon did his best work in this scene where he's in a car and he's talking he's like trying to rile himself up and he's like acting as if when he uh, confronts this person mm -hmm. what he's going to say and how he's going to beat him up and all this different stuff he thinks it's a he yes interesting that he thought it was a he this whole entire time okay so when he uh knocks on amy's door amy kind of stops she lets him in and he's like so. i'm a rooftop person and i see that there's some problems uh kind of with your rooftop because there's an electrical hazard that's going on and he continually is telling her throughout this scene where they're meeting because amy has no idea who uh who he is mm -hmm. and he thinks that it's george amy's yeah. husband that's been driving the car he keeps on telling her all the, these problems she has in her house like they even go out to the garage and there's this cabinet and he's like oh yeah i can see that there's a lot of moisture that's coming from this cabinet you're going to have to get like this thing is completely warped you're gonna have to get it refixed mm -hmm. and she is getting like so mad about this but she's like thank you and then uh and then that's when danny learns though that she's the one that's actually been driving the car because he's sees the white car and he's like so does your husband drive this a lot and she's like oh no he drives the minivan i'm usually the one that drives the white car yeah this is when the scene again gets so odd but i still enjoyed the ending because it's so juvenile but danny decides to go to the restroom she lets him use it and he knows at this point that she was the yes. one who flicked him off yes right. <laughs> and and so right after he uses the restroom amy is like oh should we exchange information and he just books it out of there like he basically says a couple words but he's just like oh no i have to go i have a different appointment bye so what did he do to the restroom amy goes in and she sees that he's pissed 
all over the restroom. <laughs> okay. You see it on the rug, the toilet, the floor. The like, rug? Yeah. Well, I mean, who has a rug in their restroom? It is, it is all over the place. And the funniest part. Like the shower mat? Is that what you mean? Yeah, you the shower rug? mat. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> but it's it's all over. It's not just there. It's insane. So so then she runs out after yes. him. And the funniest part was Danny wasn't even running to his car. He runs out the house, but he's walking to his car. Okay. So then so when she so when he sees Amy running after, her, that's when he runs. And suddenly the 2004 song The Reason starts playing in the background. Yeah. You you know what it is if you heard it. He's running, and it then goes to slow mo where they're both running after each other. He gets in his car he drives off he flicks her off and then uh amy tries to remember the license plate number that's where the episode ends yeah now the the thing that again i liked so much about the ending in the beginning was not only the fact was it intense and also funny seeing how the characters interacted with each other it just got so crazy i mean like that that was what i thought was funny i think the problem with the show is is that when it was trying to focus on amy and danny's life even though i understood that they were trying to be like yeah they go through the same problems even though amy has it a little better i thought that the show kind of got boring <laughs> and therefore i would give this show a seven out of ten because i think that like like i said the quirk the acting the humor it's all there and i there's too many shows i have that i'd be like that i'm like too backed up on where i would actually watch the rest of this thing but i wouldn't be against seeing like a second episode or something if the time mean was right like i think this show so you're giving the pilot episode a seven out of ten yes and you're saying it's not terrible but you're not going to continue to watch it yeah okay so you want to hear what the ratings are yeah all right, it has an 86% on Metacritic. On Metacritic? On Metacritic, what does that mean? It means that that's like universal acclaim. Yeah, right? that's like universal acclaim. Based on 26 positive reviews, only other 2023 show that we've done that has a higher score on Metacritic is Rain Dogs. Um, eight on IMDb, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, 97% audience score. And when it comes to the critics, like just headlines, this show is considered probably one of the best of the year. Wow. USA said Netflix's road rage drama perfectly encapsulates 2023. Variety said Ali Wong and Steven Yoon go toe-to-toe in beef, but they gave it a super positive review. The Telegraph said grab a bite of the best new series of the year. New York Times says it's a thrilling dark comedy that explores the complexity of anger through a road rage feud between two drivers who are more alike than it seems. Guardian gave it four stars. I was surprised, though, by the user and audience reviews, though. Well, let me weigh in, because I don't know what you're going to say, but I will say I didn't. I don't think this show is for everyone. That's why I'm a little surprised at how good the reviews have. Maybe I will watch the rest of the show, but that's why I'm so surprised at how good it's been received. I haven't found really a negative comment besides maybe on IMDb. Every user and audience person is talking about how they just decided to binge the whole thing because of how good it is. Apparently, it turns into a parasite-style social satire, which maybe you didn't see the... Uh, and it also has characters that you didn't even mention. I know you saw the trailer before um, you got into it, and it had Andrew Santino in it. I think so, He yeah. is in this show, so we, we'd already talked about him in a show that we did not like. And, and yeah, Royal Crackers, I even remember saying that he must be busy because he was in Royal Crackers day season three, and now apparently he's in this show, too. Uh-huh. And there's other connections between Dave. I think the creator of the show is also the one who wrote for Dave. He wrote for um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's written for um, Tuca and Birdie, and Tuca and Birdie is where um, Stephen Yoon and Ali Wong have worked together as well. Yeah. Ali Wong was actually the mom, or not the mom, but the older version of the kid 
kid character in Paper Girls too. So we've seen her before. In okay, one of these series. yeah, and yeah, she was in Big Mouth. I remember exactly yeah. Big Mouth, but mostly she's known for her comedy specials on Netflix as well. Um, where am I going with this? Oh, originally her character was supposed to be a Stanley Tucci type. <laughs> Until, Stanley Tucci yeah. type. <laughs> but then they were like, you know, this would make it a lot better. So that was that was like a short-lived idea. But the reason I brought up Andrew Santino is because who's the guy he does the podcast with? Uh, Bobby Lee. Both of them were going to be in the show together. Mm-hmm. And they, they even made a character named Bobby who plays his friend. But like <laughs> the guy couldn't be in it. So they had to cast someone else oh, who sort of why. looks like him. Yeah. But like that made people's day too. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I think you should continue to watch the show, but mostly yeah, because I it mean, just seems like, like everybody loves it. 99%, 86% uh, like Metacritic, that, that that's a pretty high score. There was only one mixed review on Metacritic. There were no negative ones. Oh, wow. That, which okay. means just altogether, there are no negative ones. So then are you going to watch the rest of the show? I don't know, but the pit- pissing scene at the very end sounds funny enough. The other thing is that this pilot was actually directed by someone pretty famous named Hikari. She, um, yeah, I saw that. It's directed by Hikari, but they didn't have a last name. It literally was just Yeah, she's done a name. ton of movies, um, and I, I wish I had any at my disposal right now just to say, but, like, yeah, she's very well known. But the person that they were originally going to have uh, do the pilot, direct the pilot, was the director of Minari. Um, oh, okay. Stephen Yoon's other yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the connections are everywhere for this. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to a game. This one's also about beef, but this is actual beefs, uh, as in what the show was talking about. Um, one of these is fake. You got to choose which one it is, right? Okay. Cola Wars, Pepsi actually went bankrupt twice. So the Cola Wars 100% did exist. But yeah, I'm right. saying that Pepsi actually went bankrupt twice, once in 1923, once in 1931. And they offered to sell out to Coca-Cola both times, but each time Coca-Cola denied it. And so they ended up like creating their own con- uh-huh. or, um, competition. And the next one is War of the Bucket in 1325 between rival cities Bologna and Modena in Italy. The myth goes that one, <laughs> that one infiltrated the city of uh, Bologna without anyone noticing. They weren't looking for trouble. So what they did was they stole a wooden bucket from a well as a trophy. Just a bucket. <laughs> Bologna demanded the bucket back. Modena refused. War was declared. <laughs> 2,000 people died. Over a bucket? Over a bucket. The next one was the Great Cheese War of 1532. Also in France, about two men who took credit for the largest cheese round ever produced. But since there was no, like, internet back then, what they needed to do was take a full year to unequivocally determine who actually broke the current record. And it was an ironic twist. Neither of them actually did. And one of them died of food poisoning less than two years later. Okay. Okay. And then the, the fourth one is the War of the Stray Dog between Greece and Bulgaria in 1925, where a Greek soldier wandered into Bulgarian territory to retrieve his lost dog. The Bulgarian soldier shot him, leading to a battle that lasted 10 days <laughs> and lost over 150 lives. And one of these is false. One of these is false. One of these did not happen. <laughs> it's either the Cold War uh, fact, the War of the Bucket, the cheese, the Great Cheese War, or the War of the Stray I Dog. I think it's either C or D, and the the like the dog one sounds like something that would happen in a Wes Anderson film where people just start fighting and they don't know really why, but they just are. I'm gonna uh, the Great Cheese War just sounds so ridiculous too. I'm like gonna was, go. With, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Great Cheese War. The Great Cheese War was fake. There was there was no, no at least that's not what it is if there is actually a great cheese war out there. Um, and then one other just fact about A24 because they are coming out with a few more series. Oh, interesting. All right, yeah. one of those series is the Friday the Thirteenth prequel that will eventually air on Peacock, titled Crystal Lake. Oh God. And then the other one you might be interested. It's called The Curse, 
Have you the heard of curse? that? Yes, created and written by Nathan Fielder, also going to Wait, star him. What? And Emma Stone. <laughs> it's an alleged curse that disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring. While co- wait, 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 wait. While co-starring on their problematic new HGTV show, <laughs> Flipanthropy. Wait, so this is this is a TV series? Yes, called The Curse, <laughs> which is going to be about a fake TV show called Flipanthropy about oh, these God. TV flippers, or, you know, like the <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> the I mean, couple the, flippers, the people that literally own HGTV. It seems like yeah. yes, but they can they're they're having trouble conceiving a child because of a curse, and so yeah, <laughs> and so Nathan Fielder is going to star in that. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I all would right. Say. Well, that's that's basically all I've got. Um, it's overall, you think you, you might increase that seven if you see the rest of the maybe. Show? Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.